Welcome to the College Baseball Nation podcast. I'm your host, John Peters, joined today by Kyle McKelvey. This week on the pod, we are looking ahead to the 12th week of college baseball. Let's talk college baseball. Kyle, do you know what should be illegal? What? The whole pharmacy <laughs> business. Pharmacies are a scam. <laughs> they're they're all just, they only exist so that you can wait in six different lines in the same store and they can tell you that mm. that makes sense, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. We're going to have big pharma coming after us if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after we, di- we disappointedly found out that Costco doesn't do sponsorships, uh, we have now also probably crossed off CVS on that list because <laughs> I had a, a lovely, awful experience. You didn't experience. have to call them up by name. <laughs> Has anyone, have you ever been to a CVS and left thinking that was a great experience? They, they know customer service there. <laughs> no, but I like the new thing where... I don't have to interact with anyone and I can just go in and then do the self-checkout. That's way better than. Yeah. But like, for pharmacy, you, know, you have to still get drugs from a pharmacist. Oh, from the, from the back part. Yeah. yeah. It's that's never good. Waited in a 10 person line. They had the wrong insurance information, had to go through the other line. Cause apparently they can't run insurance in that line. They had to go to mm. consultation and they're like, Oh, just hop back to the front of that line. But then like the, that didn't happen. Basically, there was confusion about that. And it was basically a bunch of people who were just told to hop to the front of that line because a bunch of people are walking That's back and forth between lines. So anyway, basically had to wait through that second line. It's the third line again. Uh, literally <laughs> jogged home from CVS. At the end of all of this, my, my, my wife and my kid were waiting in the car. So I told them to drive home and just jogged home. So here I am now. <laughs> That's smart. I mean, that's a better way to do it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I can thank CVS for giving me the half mile workout or whatever that distance is. <laughs> you know who's better at it though is HEB. HEB's got a great pharmacy. All right, just bragging about your fancy <laughs> Texas grocery stores. Sponsor us, HEB, please. Do you know what I thought was pretty cool? I saw that Whataburger sponsors, oh, I might get this wrong, but I think it's Arizona State, which I thought was kind of like, whoa, Whataburger, <laughs> Arizona. Yeah, exactly. That's strange. <laughs> yeah, I know there's one I mean, there Whataburger are... in Phoenix. Yeah. So I remember living in California. The Phoenix one was the closest one to oh, God. San Francisco. I was like, eh, I'm not, <laughs> not going to San or to Phoenix just for for a, a okay burger. <laughs> when I when I went lived in Illinois, the closest one to me was Fayetteville, Arkansas, and so I went to an Arkansas series and saw uh, and got some Whataburger too. Went to <laughs> a Whataburger and happened to see some baseball <laughs> while you were there. Yeah, pretty much exactly. <laughs> All right, let's head into our top story. Wow, from a week ago, two days ago, I can't even remember, just a couple days ago on the podcast, calling this weird Alabama betting, air quote, scandal as a big old nothing. Uh, we could pull the tape and me <laughs> saying, yeah, this is nothing. Uh, just a few yeah, days later, something. Alabama head coach Brad Bohannon has been fired. The athletic director said he has initiated the termination process for the head of baseball coach Brad Bohannon for, among other things, vague Violating the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of university employees. NOLA.com added, there were two bets made in Cincinnati that triggered some suspicious activity. One was on a parlay involving the LSU-Alabama game, as well as a straight-up money line bet. The only other reporting I'm seeing on this so far is that there is no evidence so far that any student-athletes are involved relevant to this game. The uh, Alabama good. starter was scratched right before the game. Uh, so, Kyle... Is, is this the beginning of a betting scandal in college baseball? Uh, man, I it kind of sounds fun. Like it brings some light to college baseball. That's kind of nice. But it's a, yeah. not a fun situation. No press is bad happen. press. I saw yeah. Fox and ESPN and like some big, big name news yeah. sources reporting on it. 
The other reporting that I've seen is from uh, David Purdom of ESPN that reported that um, there was video evidence or video surveillance, like footage of the person talking to Bohannon. I don't know how that happened because Bohannon was at the baseball game. So I'm assuming video, like a video call or something, or maybe they could zoom in on a phone. I don't exactly know. But yeah, that's it's a, it's a strange situation. I don't know if this has ever happened before, but I mean, I'm assuming it has like a coach, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> I'm very curious if this ranges from. Let's say the most innocent, which would be maybe like Brad Bohannon saying like, oh, yeah, like don't bet on us. We have all these injuries. And then some guy that ran with it and put a bunch of money on LSU, which yeah. even then as a head coach, you probably should know that he shouldn't be doing like passing along that sort of information. Uh, or it could be obviously all the way up to like last minute scratching people telling a buddy to go bet 10 grand on something cashing out which would be a, a, like not just a alabama issue for him it would be a probably a, there could be some uh potential court cases around this yeah, yeah. some legal issues yeah. so we can speculate this could be anything from a firing with cause to some legal trouble uh, the only thing that we have done since then is filed a Freedom of Information Act with the University of Alabama, mm -hmm. and they have 20 business days to respond. So hopefully next month we get some information from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> End of the baseball season. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, but... it's uh, among other things going on at Alabama. This is this is strange. It's I mean, it, we know that that University of Alabama's athletic department is mostly focused on football. It's the money bringer. It's the success, like the success story. Um but it seems like just don't get in the way of that and we won't fire you. So if you, if you're winning, that's great. We will kind of sweep this under the rug, but if you bring light to the football program and like, like bring light to the athletic department in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting the ax. Yeah. Relevant to all of this, Bohannon was owed two years worth of salary. So that's a $525,000 for this next year and five fifty for the following year. I'm not actually sure what the buyout information is on that contract, but uh, I think that there would be reason to fire him for baseball reasons. And I, I yeah. could see this being, let's say this is the, let's say, most innocent version of this. This could be a way of firing him for baseball reasons, but for cause to avoid any sort of monetary fallout for the athletics department. But um, we will we will see what comes out of this in the coming days. Yeah, it seems like maybe one of those things that if, like you said, that the... the the suspicious gambling reasons maybe if you want to get out ahead of that to show the ncaa that you're doing something beforehand before any level one violations come down on you uh, those are the bad ones it goes the opposite way <laughs> level one is the bad one so you don't want that one and that would be like a lack of institutional control but hopefully this is just they're just saying this is a one-off thing we're firing the guy who's in charge of it but bada boom done but yep the assistant yep. coach has been promoted to interim coach so it's not like a they cleared house totally so far it's just bohannon yep. that has been fired and we will definitely be updating all of y'all on this as we learn any more information. Kyle, let's move over to our next segment, which is 10 picks in five minutes. We have a weekend coming very soon, recording this on a Thursday, one day behind on both our pods this week. We apologize for our passionate, desperate listeners who had to change up their commute to work mm -hmm. because of our delay. But we have our 10 picks to make. We've given each other five series off the air, and we have... 30 seconds to defend each of these picks that we will make and defend on the air. I was first to give you a series. Kyle, let's start the clock. 
First up for you, the Florida Gators traveling to Texas A&M. Yeah, so this, all the stats tell me here to pick Florida. They they hit the second most home runs in the SEC. They have a, a pretty solid pitching staff, um, a few top draft picks like on the pitching staff, and and then Jack Caglione who's on maybe on pace to break the home run record. I I don't know. All the stats tell me to pick Florida here, but it's just a it's like a gut pick, maybe a vibes pick. I'm th- I think I'm going with AM here. They they also allow the fewest home runs in the SEC as a pitching staff, so I think I'm feeling it. They also haven't lost a series at home against non-LSU teams because that's you know, LSU hasn't lost a series. But yes, you got NC State at Notre Dame. I am taking the home team here. Uh, I know that recently Notre Dame lost their their ace, Jack Finley. They ended up dropping game one to Florida State last week and before coming back and winning that series. I could imagine something like that happening to NC State. I think traveling to Indiana, that's that's a non-trivial trip for uh, NC State. So uh, give me give me the fighting Irish in this one. But also, I don't love this picks. Back to you. We're going to the Pac-12, Stanford to Arizona State. First and second place in the pack. Yeah, this is a big one. This is a big one in the Pac-12. Uh, it's it's in Phoenix, in Phoenix Muni. I feel, man, this this is going to be a really offensive series. I think I like Stanford's pitching staff just a little bit better. They're both not the best, but Stanford has a few top end guys that are really solid for them with Quinn Matthews and then. Um, they have Bruno yeah, I, I think as, a, I just, as a closer. Bruno, we don't we don't talk about name. Bruno, but we do. <laughs> we have to, but. Yeah, I, I mean, both offenses are really good. So this is going to be a really offensive series. I think I'm sticking with the road team here, though. And now you got Northeastern at UNCW. I love this series. This is a top 40 matchup. For those of you who don't follow our full top 50, Northeastern's 37. UNCW is sitting at 34. And this is also a sneaky, super important race uh, series for the colonial race, mm-hmm. as well as for potential at-large implications. Northeastern, though, is my pick here. They're top 10 in the country in FIP at 4.41, but they also have one of the best fielding percentages, some of the best WOBA in the country. This is just a really solid all-around Northeastern team. UNCW, tough place to win, but I, I'm feeling you I'm feeling Northeastern. 6-0 against Q1. 6-0. This team is legit. Back to you, road, Fullerton, Fullerton at TCU. Yeah, I'm going Fullerton here, the road team. It's on the road, this Kyle, is... though. It's on the road. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going the road team here a second time, back back to back. Uh, TCU is just trending in the wrong direction. Their pitching staff is, ugh, it's it's all over the place. And they just uh, lost a series, didn't they? Yeah, they just got lost a series to Texas. Got where well, they got blown out in a couple games. Uh, did some blowing out of their own in game three. Lost a series to West Virginia. I I just I'm going with Fullerton here. Now you got Tennessee at Georgia. Yeah, this is a really interesting series. I am kind of fully on the Tennessee hype train. I think I'm so on board the Tennessee hype train that I think that I'm willing to defend them later on the podcast as a top 16 host. And Mm. I think that if my gut really was in it, I could say that the Tennessee could even be on pace to be a top eight. I think Tennessee wins this series. I think Tennessee wins this series easily. I think they destroy Georgia. I think this is going to be utter domination. Tennessee has not... uh... Won a series on the road, and they're one and eight on the road in the SEC. Well, way to rain on my parade. How about you take Wichita <laughs> State at Houston? First and second place, or tied for first in the American right now. 
Yeah, this is a big one. And Houston has already won a series against Wichita State this year. I mean, I think it's based on just like there's only eight teams in the American. So everyone's got to double up at least once. And so that's one. And they've already won in Wichita, Kansas on the road. So I, I don't know. A weird trend, though. Houston has lost the Saturday game going back like pretty much the whole the whole year. It's so strange. Um, so if if uh, Wichita State can get Friday night, then they will guarantee win the series. But I'm going Houston here. And now you've got Louisville at Clemson. Give me the Tigers. Uh, Tigers at home here. Louisville uh, definitely trending wrong direction. Clemson, though, everything's looking up Clemson right now. Again, another really super solid defensive team. Uh, but on top of that, I think their pitching has done just enough. Their offense have just done just enough. They're balanced. They're at home. They're trending in the right direction. Just won a series on the road at Boston College. I like the Tigers in this one. How about you get a Pac-12 rivalry, the Apple Cup on the baseball diamond, Washington traveling to Wazoo. Yeah, this is a tough one. Washington has a few good series wins. Like they have that UCLA series win. They just swept uh, USC, but nothing else. Like it's it's a really light resume other than that. And we we're putting them in the in the tournament. And then Washington State, on the other hand, has has that road series at Oregon State. Uh, they beat UCLA two out of three in Pullman. I think I'm going Wazoo at home. They're 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 really good at home, and that's that's enough for me. That's that's like our uh, motto, right? You know, you got LSU traveling to Auburn. So far, every time someone's gotten the LSU pick on the pick'em, they have picked LSU and they have been correct because LSU has not lost a series. Uh, I'm going to do that again. I'm going. I'm going LSU. It's <laughs> <That's> easy. <laughs> I know Auburn did just win a series against South Carolina. Almost swept that series. I think LSU is better than South Carolina. And I think that LSU will win this series with time to spare. I have Notre Dame, Northeastern, Tennessee, Clemson, LSU. Who do you have, Kyle? I've got AM, Stanford, Cal State, Fullerton, Houston, and Wazoo, Washington State. We'll be right back after a quick break. And we are back. Before we get going with Bracketology, if you haven't already, please give the College Baseball Nation podcast a rating and review if you're feeling like it. And if you give us a review, we'll read it out in the end credits because that's how much we appreciate that. It helps us get the word out about the College Baseball Nation podcast. But Kyle, let's dive into Bracketology. We have a hard stop. This is going to be nice and tight. And I honestly think this is going to be easier at the top than it has been in recent weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can do. So our goal here is off the air. We have already looked at the bubble and we're, we've already decided, made some decisions about the bubble, but on the air, you and I are going to duke it out for what we think the top 16 seeds would be. So we both have made our list of what we think the top 16 seeds are, plus some of those bubble teams for the hosts. And on the air, we're going to try to reach a consensus about who we think are going to be the host teams before we will make the rest of the field of 64 and get it out to you sometime soon. Let's start at the top. I'm put, throwing a clock on just to keep us honest. Shoot for 10 minutes, Kyle. LSU, Wake Forest, 1-2. Yep, easy. I think we need to think about a lot of the SEC schools here. I want to go Vanderbilt. I know we've talked about how they have a little bit of some weird scheduling. They go what, they travel to Florida, right, if memory serves me right. So there, there could be some tough series coming up, but they do still have a little bit of a lead in the East, so I think Vandy 3. Yeah, that's good with me. I want to go Duke for Duke. Like I have, I've been, I've been harping on Duke. I love Duke. 
14 and 8 versus Q1 RPI, 15.9 if you go to the ELO, 7 in the RPI. The RPI plus loves them too. Uh, I want I want Duke here because I think that they're going to win their division and the ACC, and I think that's going to be enough for the committee. I mean, that does factor in a lot. Uh, if I, well, if they don't win their their division, I guess that'll that'll change it. But I I think I had pushed hard for Arkansas in my in my mind. I think I don't know. I think second uh, place. I could I could, in, I could hear the argument. Yeah, let's see if they get second in the West. Yeah. Yeah, second place in the West is a, is just um, is is it? I mean, the West is a tougher division than whatever coastal Atlantic, whatever they're in. Um, Arkansas's non-conference strength of schedule is sixty, and Duke's is seventy-seven. Those are pretty comparable. Uh, both are fourteen and six, fourteen and eight quad one. So in yeah, the like one thing RPI, that stands out to me, which I don't think is actually explicitly one of the things that Kenny looks at, but Arkansas is three and seven on the road versus Duke nine yeah. and five. So I, I just generally I like Duke. Like that that's a, a good thing. Uh if you want to go Arkansas here, I I would be fine with that. I could see them having a really nice RPI. Yeah, I mean they're they're back to back RPIs right now, so it it's it's almost a coin flip. But I think yeah, I think we go Arkansas and then Duke. Duke five. Okay, so now we have quite a few of uh SEC schools, I think, to look through, maybe back to the east. We have South Carolina and Florida. Uh and I really honestly I think that's those are my next two. I don't really see another way South around. Carolina, it. Yeah. Uh I am probably in that order. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, they just, South Carolina just swept that series. Easy. Making a lot of progress. So next, actually, number eight is where I ran into a lot of trouble. So I don't know if you got had it easier yeah. than you were. Like, number eight no, felt it like, hard. <laughs> it felt like just like if you, if it was like a, so what, what we're trying to do is project, right? If it was a, the season ends today, I don't think it's that hard. I, I think it's like, oh, look, Virginia, Miami, they're both really high up there. But just the way Virginia has been going, I don't I really don't like what Virginia has been up to lately. So I'm yeah. not feeling great about them. Miami. I'm Yeah, I'm OK thinking about Miami. But if it's Miami, then that means the third ACC team is better than the best Pac-12, the best Big 12, the best Sun Belt. Like, I don't know if I'm willing to say that. So that's some of my thoughts yeah. around this. I think I think I'm good with Stanford here. If we've seen in the past. So like just last year, even A&M didn't have the best RPI. They got a top four or top. Uh, they were number five overall seed, I think. Um, so they don't have the best RPI, but they've won the West in the SEC. And so I think this this is a similar case with Pac with uh, Stanford in the Pac-12. They're 21 in the RPI, and they're if they win their their conference, which we think that they will, uh, have them winning that series this weekend. Uh, I think that's a that's a good place for Stanford. See, I. In my top secret better picks for Kyle column, I have Arizona State winning that series. So like the like the most hot take person in me wants to put Arizona State at number eight. I know they're a little bit lower Oof. in the RPI, but they have a lot of tough series coming up. And if they win the Pac-12, but I'm willing, I'm willing to go Stanford. I, I think I was reasonably convinced We you know, after this week, I think when we do this next week, I think we're going to have a lot more information. Like if Stanford goes and wins that yeah. series, it's like, OK, yeah, this feels really good. If Arizona State wins that series, I think it goes a lot more up in the air. I think if Stanford wins this series, then I think you bump them maybe even over Florida or South Carolina. One of those two. I, I could see like, it, Sarka. Like if, yeah. if Stanford hits their classic postseason run or end of season <laughs> run where they start just banging off series after series, they win the Pac-12 tournament. They feel more to me like a five or six seed. But if Arizona State wins this series, then we have Stanford, Oregon, Stanford, uh, Stanford, Oregon, and Arizona State all kind of competing for some of those host spots from the Pac-12. All right, let's go Stanford here. I'm fine with that. I want to go 
uh, I think, in one of two directions here. So I'm still not comfortable going back to the ACC. I don't think double dipping in the Pac-12 makes sense. I really feel like we need to get some other conferences here just based off RPI, based off of conference RPI. For me, that's West Virginia, who would be my projected Big 12 winner right now, or Coastal Carolina from the Sun Belt. What do you think? I think... I think I'd go coastal here. I think I see that you have West Virginia and yours. Coastal's just got a higher, a little bit higher RPI um, at, at nine. They're eight and six quad one. West Virginia is, where is it? Three and one, I think. Three and one. Yeah, West Virginia it. has a weird schedule so far. It's a little bit backloaded. Yeah, three yeah. and one quad one. 18 and 7 on the road. So it's a lot of games on the road. And it's and they're 11 and they're, 4. They're 11 and 4 in the Big 12. That's like, yeah. that's pretty loud. That's that's what put me, that, that's, yeah, that's what gave me the edge to West Virginia. But they do have to, I mean, they host Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and then travel to Texas. I would say like Dark Horse Tech. Alert. I think Texas has a chance still to be competitive. I, th- I think Texas could still mm. win the Big 12. They're two but, and a half um, games back. And they, like you said, they host West Virginia, the current conference leader, and it's also close in the Big Twelve right now. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'll go coastal here. I'll, I'll I'll acquiesce because I really do think that Oklahoma State and Texas have legitimate shots at passing up West Virginia. So let's go coastal. I do think we need. I, I think we need a Big Twelve rep at some point, and I yeah. I feel like with their fifteen RPI and one and a half game lead, feels like West Virginia would make sense. Yeah, West Virginia next is good with me. And so then for me, I start thinking about, okay, we talked about Miami and that would be ACC number three. We could go back to the SEC if we think that there's going to be someone there. Uh, We could also, I think, start thinking about the Pac-12, the Big 12, and then some of these non-power conferences. I think just based off of the fact that I really, well, hmm, it's a little bit of a hedge because right now in RPI Plus, Miami's number 10. I have Duke beating them in the last week of the season. They might drop a little mm-hmm. bit. I still think that I think losing a, a home series to Duke wouldn't kill Miami. I feel like Miami could belong here. I do think we could go Pac-12. And if we did that, it would be Oregon, Oregon or Arizona State. Not Oregon State? Oregon State's not there? Not quite there yet for you? Uh, I don't think so. I think it, they're, okay. they're, they're all in the conversation. Oregon State right now is 22 in RPI Plus. Oregon is 18, so I think I would go Oregon. I guess, yeah, I mean, Arizona State is 25. Yeah, I would say those three Pac-12 teams are all at least in the conversation here in the the bottom half of the top 16. I think next for me is one of the next top 15 RPI teams, so Miami, Virginia, Clemson, but Miami's at the head of that pack for sure, and Virginia has fallen, and I think they're going to continue. So Miami's good. Yeah, I like Miami. I think I, I like a lot of things about Miami. I know they're not perfect, but they yeah. feel 11th that that feels like an okay <laughs> spot for them that feels right um so i think when we think about conference power rankings and conference rpi so so far we have quite a few sec and acc teams we only have one pac 12 team one big 12 team one sunbelt team and those are the three four and five conference rpi so it feels like because pac 12 is third conference rpi it feels like i would go down the comp the pac 12 well once more and I think Oregon's Oregon's done a lot. I think Oregon feels like a safe bet. I think Arizona State or Oregon State feels like a, I don't know, trendier bet, but Oregon feels like a really safe bet here. Yeah, let's go with Oregon. And then kind of a similar thought process. We have only have one Big 12 team, so I think we should do another, like with the way the Big 12 is going, the RPI is kind of all knocking on the door. I think another Big 12 team makes sense, but I do think we have to start thinking about who's going to win Conference USA. 
because that's a top conference right mm-hmm. now. And not only that, Dallas Baptist has put together a really good resume outside of that. I think Indiana State maybe needs at least the mildest of considerations. They are 10 in the RPI, 16 in the RPI plus. If they keep this up, if they don't lose another game, I think they're hosting. But I think their margins are so thin, I don't really feel comfortable with Indiana State. My gut is because Oklahoma State is 18 in the RPI and even higher in the RPI plus, just by 117. I like Oklahoma State here. I could be convinced by Dallas Baptist, though. Not uh, Indiana State that doesn't do it for you? Indiana State, I don't... I, I, I think Indiana State... Is going to have one bad weekend like they so first off i mean i don't i don't need to just be a, a big all negative nancy about indiana state because i love me some mid-major teams i love the 16 and 2 missouri valley missouri valley is a solid conference what i don't love what i don't love about indiana state is they're two and nine versus q1 they got swept yeah. by northeastern they got swept by kentucky this feels they lost a series to michigan state this feels to me like a case of they scheduled really well lost a lot of games but rpi likes it when you schedule well so they had excellent so they're number two non-conference strength to schedule but they're also 13 11 in non-conference so it's it feels a little to me like one but like maybe this is just a little bit of bias well one i love they scheduled this hard credit to them and they still have won 29 games that's not easy to do but the same token in terms of some of these other you know how they did versus q1 type stuff i don't think they are the same quality as some of these other teams are talking about. Yeah, and they also have at Bradley, Murray State, and at Missouri, at Missouri State. So the first two series are RPI 200, 200-ish teams. So those, they're, they're high RPI, they're 10 RPI right now, and they're, that's going to fall, I, I would I would expect. Yeah, it's the type of those games where like, even when you win, you drop a little in the RPI. And if they if they mm-hmm. lose one of those, if they slip up, even like, yeah, if they win those next two series, but they only win two to one, then they will drop a good amount in the RPI. Like their their margins are so razor thin and I'm rooting for them. I want them to sweep all these series. That would be awesome. I don't think they can do it. Hard to do. Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, Dallas Baptist or Oklahoma State, somewhere, one of those teams I think is what. I think because Conference USA has dropped a tiny bit in Conference RPI, that makes me lean Oklahoma State then DBU here. How do you feel okay. about that? That's good with me. But I do think... Well, I've already referenced it earlier on the podcast. I want to fight for Tennessee, but I realize I probably won't have to fight for Tennessee because you already have Tennessee in your top 16. Do we feel okay going Tennessee here? What I like about Tennessee, 16 in the RPI, and they are a a touch higher in the RPI plus at 13. You are right. They have this one and nine road record, which is really bad. They have above 500 uh, against Q1, both in uh, RPI and in ELO quadrants. And I think they're going to win a lot of games. I think they're going to win the series at Georgia. I think they're going to win the series against Kentucky. I think they're going to end up with 15, 16, 17 SEC wins. I think that's enough for them to host. Yeah, what are they at right now? They are 11 and 10 in conference. I think, yeah, I think I even though I picked Tennessee just kind of for fun, uh, or sorry, Georgia in that series for my uh, secret picks for John, <laughs> uh, I do think Tennessee is going to win that one. Uh, and they'll obviously win the Kentucky one, I would expect. Kentucky's obviously. gone the wrong direction. I don't know. Kentucky is just their pitching is not good, and this is in this is in Knoxville. It's a we talked about it. Win, uh, was it two weeks ago at the podcast? What are the odds that Kentucky loses all the rest of their series? And it's... they're trending that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can revisit that next week. Yeah. So do we want to go Tennessee here? Yeah, let's do Tennessee here. 
All right. Now with number 16, I think we could legitimately go at, at 10 different so directions. directions. Yeah. I, I think we really, I've already rehashed Indiana State over and over and over again. But what I want to do is I want to talk about some of these other teams that are really high on the RPI plus one is Kentucky. We've been down on Kentucky. So let's, I would say cross them off immediately. I think Boston college should be considered, but they're only two games above 500 in the ACC. Are they going to get enough wins? Are they going to be high enough in the ACC standings to host? My gut is no. So uh, are you okay crossing Boston college off that list? Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to get probably, I mean, two out of three or get swept by wake forest this weekend. And then they just have Notre Dame, which they could win that series, but I don't think that's enough conference wins. I think that's like, if they win one this weekend and win another, I don't think they're, that would be put them at like 15 or 16 wins in conference. And that doesn't feel like enough. 17 feels like a threshold for ACC. Yeah. I, I, I would say I wouldn't be shocked if Boston College is the 16th host, but I, I wouldn't bet on mm-hmm. it right now. Yeah. Uh, especially when I think we also have to consider Clemson, who is uh, number 12 in the RPI, and Clemson has the head to head, which is officially mm-hmm. one of the things that the, the committee considers. So mm-hmm. if we're going to choose between Clemson and Boston College right next to each other in the RPI, I think we have to lean Clemson. So I think that nixes Boston College. I think I agree. What becomes it's a road tough, win, too. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I think. It's hard to say that Boston College is a better team than Clemson right now when Clemson literally just beat them on the road. So I think what we have to figure out is, are we okay putting another ACC team in here? Or do we want to consider UConn winning the Big East? Virginia has a higher RPI, but has had a tough time of it lately. Another Big 12 team, maybe like a team like Texas, who might be able to put together some wins. Arizona State, who I've already made the case for a, even a top eight seed if they go and win the Pac-12. If we think there's any chance that they're competitive when number one or two in the Pac-12, they're probably hosting. Uh, who else? Uh, Big Ten. We Big Ten is a top five RPI conference, but doesn't really have. It felt like with Indiana, Indiana gave them the chance of having this like runaway RPI and conference Did, yeah. champ. And then they lost that series to Maryland. I don't think, yeah, but Maryland just crushed them. Maryland, unfortunately for their hosting chances had some bad losses early in the year i don't think they're going to have the rpi so where do we go here i think i'm also going to cross out yukon their resume is a little light 77 strength of schedule 59 non-conference strength of schedule they're four and two against quad one that's not a lot of games against quad one they're 16 and six on the road so they've played a lot of games on the road because they're a northern team so i understand that it also feels like the committee might do one of those things where they give either boston college or UConn, the the host, and send the other as the two there, just like to be close by. Uh, I, I don't know if that's if that's a enough of, like for me to put them in here in our projections, but I don't know. I think I think I'm okay crossing off UConn for now. Yeah, that's a really interesting point because there is a regionality component to all of this. Mm-hmm. I think that the committee's lives get easier when there's more Northeast teams because at the end of the day, all these yeah. mid-major and low-major conferences, a lot of them are like, you know, like army and writer and mm-hmm. harvard you know all these schools up north <laughs> winning these conferences or Penn or whatever it is and it becomes a lot easier for the committee to do their job when there's a northeast host <laughs> but yeah that's not the only thing they consider so i i think i agree i think you and i should put a mental pin in this conversation for you know in a week or two if boston college and uconn are still lingering around up here i think they have a very legitimate chance, but I don't, I don't love the big East. I don't love where Boston college is heading in the ACC. So my gut 
is to really go with the team that just beat them on the road with Clemson here? Are you okay putting Clemson 16 or is that a little too ambitious? It's so Clemson's got a tough road coming up. They got host Louisville at Virginia tech host North Carolina. Those three teams like in our, they're in our bubble. They're like right there fighting for desperate teams fighting for the postseason lives. Yeah. It's a desperate teams. Uh, they do something crazy. It's one of those situations where I would say Clemson is favored in my mind in all three of those series, but I also wouldn't be shocked if they lost all three of those series, you know, like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's just barely favored in all three of those. Yeah. I'm going through some other schedules here. I don't think I like Texas's resume. They're they're six and 10 quad one versus Clemson who's 14 and four or 12 and 12. Um, So I think, I think Clemson is over Texas in my mind there. The other one you said, or or Arizona State, they're five and eleven quad one. But (laughs) but but they do have a lot of quad one games coming up at home against UCLA, against Stanford. So that's going to be six games at home. You go five and one in those games. I'm not saying they will. That would be hard. But all of a sudden, (laughs) you get a bunch of quad one wins if you win those series, right? Yeah, they'd be if they go four and two, they put them at nine and thirteen, which is a lot more games suddenly against quad one. Uh, yep. and yeah and even that you see there is usc is top 70 in the rpi mm-hmm. so you know all of a sudden you go and win those three series like i, I would say like, this is probably the most fair thing to say arizona state controls their destiny like they if they win these games they're yeah. going to host yeah and i just don't know if they are <laughs> i mean i picked i picked stanford here so i don't know all right i want to go clemson we're we're blowing Let's past our time limit on this one i want to go clemson for now but i also want to say we might change your mind in seven days Yep. Or maybe three. <laughs> or maybe tomorrow. So LSU, <laughs> number one, followed by Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Duke, South Carolina, Florida, Stanford, finishing off the top eight, paired with number nine, Coastal Carolina, followed by 10, West Virginia, 11, Miami, 12, Oregon, 13, Oklahoma State, 14, Dallas Baptist, Tennessee, and Clemson rounding out our top 16. What a turnaround for the Clemson Tigers. They look good there. This yeah. feels right. This feels right in college baseball, having Clemson being good again. Yeah, I like it. Everyone thought that their season was over after they lost that South Carolina series. But it turns out South Carolina was a lot better than we thought. Yeah. Who would have thought? Thanks for listening to the College Baseball Nation podcast. If you haven't already, check out our website, collegebaseball.info. Our socials are at collegeballnet. We're on Instagram, Twitter. That's a great place to send us questions. We might answer them on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Go watch a lot of college baseball, and we will see you next week. <laughs>